0: Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott, and I'm Tiff Arment, and we were just saying that this is like kind of a cozy episode because we're doing some ketchup on some stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fall outside, holding your teacup with both hands. Um,
1: (laughs) Coffee, coffee cup, coffee coffee cup.
0: cup. Your your warm beverage (laughs) or hot cider. Ooh, hot cider. Uh, We got some fun responses to the last episode where I spilled my my journalism beans. I I thought it was funny that um, several people said, oh, I didn't know that you were a journalist. That explains why you ask good questions. Yeah, it's why you're always grilling me. (laughs) (laughs) But it really made me think about how sort of both the internet and podcasting works is, like, I might think that I, you know, talk too much about it, that it kind of becomes like someone talking about their new crush or something, where you Mm -hmm. mention, like, if you feel like you're tweeting too much about your new book or an art exhibit or whatever it is you're doing you are the only one who sees everything you do and you are the only one who like knows everything about you and you're the only one who maybe listens very carefully mm-hmm. uh, but that was that was because people are like oh makes sense now and I was like that's a compliment that's nice <laughs> um I really love the person who Commented and said that they were listening through all the talk about you know journalism and TV and imagining me with my bright, colorful hair and all my tattoos, and then they saw the pictures that I posted on Instagram with with the episode and realizing that for a lot of that time I looked way more conservative, which is very much a choice. You know, I I think I've, I've said this before. Like I I waited to dye my hair a funky color all over uh, until I left a job where I was on. On air a lot talking about like serious things because, you know, like it or not, a lot of people are conservative and a lot of people maybe can't either pay attention to or take someone seriously if they have bright hair or um, dress weird or have lots of tattoos. So I've still been on as an expert after that, but I think it's probably easier for people to accept the like, hey, here comes the the artsy or uh, internety weirdo to talk about stuff.
1: Well, I mean, your look does say something about you, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. the whole reason we choose to express ourselves in different ways when it comes to our clothes or our skin or our hair, like anything that we adorn ourselves with, right? Like you are deciding to speak louder with your look, you know, like it's, it's a, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, it's sad that someone who has brightly colored hair and tons of tattoos can't really be like a news anchor who's discussing, you know, like sad events and all that because it is, it's just like a different form of communication and visually you're communicating something different than what you would be actually saying. And that's, that's hard for anyone to, um, to kind of see right like as open as I am I don't know if I could really focus in on someone with a face tattoo you know (laughs) who is saying something that's completely opposite of of what is going on with my brain and their face tattoo but it's like I won't judge I won't judge who they are but I will say that, like, it does communicate something differently. That's yeah, and,
0: and it around. may also just be that, like, you you have a hard time focusing because it's, it's unfamiliar and surprising mm-hmm. to see that in that context. So, like, right. you know, news anchors tend to wear suit jackets if they're men, sometimes if they're women as well, or female presenting, male presenting. Um, and, you know, you'll be dressed up, you'll have your hair done nicely, you'll be wearing makeup. And the makeup is not just because the lights wash you out, it's because it's expected, like, there's a norm. And you can discuss, you know, norms are changing, norms uh, will continue to change, tattoos are way more accepted, Colored, brightly colored hair is more accepted. But even for me, just because like the norm is a certain way, I would also have to like take a couple of moments to not react to, for instance, a visibly tattooed news anchor or a news anchor with a a mohawk or whatever, because that's what I like. They're sort of, yeah. I think, expected to be, quote unquote, sort of neutral. And that means, you know, dressed up uh, in a nice officey way uh, and for different kinds of news outlets. Like if you watch certain like YouTube news commenters, they're probably going to be dressed more casually because that's the context. Um, but I did I did like the, the mental image of this purple haired news anchor i do
1: too i would watch purple haired news that sounds like a good news show hi this is purple haired news right here
0: with all your news and purple hair and purple hair uh we hadn't quite finished uh inktober last time so i was wondering if you had a favorite piece from from your uh collection i was thinking about that i
1: and I, i'm actually having a hard time choosing which feels really strange for me because a lot of the times I'm so critical of everything that I've done but I have to say for Inktober I really feel like for one of the first times I've created something with a voice that's actually mine and I can look at the 31 drawings actually 33 drawings that I've done cuz I did like two little bumper on each end drawings and just be like I really besides maybe the very first one I just really am very pleased with them all. I feel like they all came from my brain, and they're my experiences, and it's my style. And uh, it's I'm having a hard time. I guess I have a couple standouts. I really like the Three Tiff Moon uh, <laughs> one. That was wild, where like she's howling with the wolves, even though it's not the best drawn. the The idea of it just has been making me giggle almost every day I keep looking at it and be like, I did that. That's was funny because it took me a long time to think of what I wanted to draw for Wild. Um, I really like how my ash came out because that was another moment where I was taking an art style of something else, like a, a character from something else and putting it into my style, which I've seen a lot of other people do where they'd be like, oh, this is a Simpsons character. Now draw it in your style. And how different they could look based on different artists or illustrators' uh, 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 styles. And with that, it's like, oh, I did that. I <laughs> I had a thing where I actually had a strong enough style that I could take something that was like Ash from Pokemon and make it like my stick figure. And so that felt really great. And uh, I don't know. There's just like a couple. I, I thought my injured one was pretty funny. I also like the coat because I was like drawing messy paint everywhere. But like, <laughs> it's just... I'm proud of the whole group of work, and I actually think I'm going to use one of those little like bookmaker things uh, that's usually used for photos, and actually print them out in oh, a little that's book cool. that's and put nice. it on my shelf because I feel really freaking proud of this. And even though it's just stick figures in a little triangle dress, I am I, I'm thrilled to death, and I I just I want to have like a real copy in my hands of everything that I managed to accomplish for Inktober. So. Thank you, Jake Parker, for pushing me <laughs> with your genius idea of Inktober and making me do this because I do. I feel like a better artist. Uh, oh, my God. I said the A word.
0: You said the A word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm looking
0: now uh, just through your because you posted them all sort of in a, in a row on your grid. And I'm kind of yeah, wishing I decided... that I had done that, too, because it looks really cool. But it, it's Thanks. funny because you really also um... developed. <laughs> well, That no, uh, what I was going to say is uh, your sort of a feed looking over these is you're very much an example of the thing that I was talking about that I was doing is uh, sort of the level of detail and the level of background. Like some are just, you know, Tiff sort of uh, portraying the one thing or with one, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, sidekick or, or, or doohickey. And some are super detailed, some have background, some are really more kind of Uh, I don't know philosophical esoteric somewhere and and I really like that that like you said like it's this you know little little amazing doodle person but everything around it and how she interacts with everything just it's it's so varied and I think that's really cool yeah and I can see from the very beginning like I drew her
1: differently Mm -hmm. in the very beginning like when you scroll all the way back to and then looking at the most latest one, it's like she's more refined. She's more um, uh, intentional, you Mm -hmm. know, like a lot of the, the way she's drawn. And I wasn't expecting that of myself, that it would actually develop like that. It's almost like when you see an old version of a cartoon and then you see like the newer version and how it kind of like changed. Yeah, yeah. that that happened only over, you know, 31
0: days. And that's pretty cool. It's like you said the Simpsons, like watching early Simpsons episodes is
1: which I still think is a
0: lie. I can't. I I, my brain does not. (laughs)
1: They're just It's like, no, no, that was made (laughs) up. (laughs) That's made up. It was never like that. So what what was your favorite of yours because you i i'm always so jealous of your ability it just it always surprised me you're always just like i can't draw and then poof, there's like amazing like proportionate <laughs> people with hands like <laughs> i can't draw so many draw hands proportionate why did i draw so, hands. Many
0: pan- hands. so many hands that's pans. why i draw triangles because i can't <laughs> draw proportionate people with hands yeah no I, I i also had fun just like playing with sort of different styles and elaborateness elaboration i don't know i think my favorite elaborosity. Exactly. Uh, I think my favorite favorite was the Baba Yaga house, the, the chicken foot um, living house, because it was just so fun to really go into detail and make it look just like real-ish. And also because I drew, drew it without reference, which like... That you know,
1: always feels awesome.
0: You know that thing where um, ask anyone to draw a bicycle because you're like, I know exactly what a bicycle looks like. And then suddenly you're like, oh no. And houses can be like that too, where you're like, you can't, you, you know exactly what they look like, but once you start thinking about proportion or what is in and you know, an eve or whatever, and you're like, ah. So that was, that was a lot of fun. I love snake
1: weather vane. That's so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to rework this and maybe like have it printed on something like a t-shirt or I just sticker sticker, a- sticker, 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 sticker. And then I also really liked my, um, when the word was ornament and I drew myself with my tattoos because... I also, I sort of, I drew myself the way I am. I didn't draw an idealized paper doll, which I think both artists in general and maybe even more like if you're drawing yourself and you're a woman artist, it's easy to sort of go for this sort of, not necessarily idealized as in perfect, but sort of the idea of neutral as in like average uh, and not, like for instance, like I have, I've learned that they're called hip dips, but also like the little, they're not quite love handles because they're lower, but like I have, you know, uh, levels of bulges, which I'm totally fine with, but those aren't necessarily seen uh, in the bodies that we get to see, in like advertising and on mm-hmm. TV, and sometimes that's because other people don't have them, and sometimes it's because of shapewear or posing or airbrush or Photoshop and, and editing pictures and stuff. But they've they've been something that I've been insecure about, and you know, having that little elbow blob at the bottom. Also, and then I'm like, but this is what I look like, and also mm-hmm. if I draw a skinny person, it'll be way harder to fit the tattoos in the picture. <laughs>
1: Well, and it also, it wouldn't be, you'd be like, who is that person? Right. I don't don't know. Like it just, everyone has different body types. And I think that if you're drawing a little illustration of yourself, it's, it's fun to actually, I don't know. Draw yourself (laughs) well it's like you pick a certain uh, especially with an illustration i found like you decide on like a certain feature that's yours right like Mm -hmm. that's going to be like the distinguishing feature and a lot of times i think that people shy away from body types because they're afraid or embarrassed or uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of reasons, and so I really love that the way you drew yourself was that you you didn't shy away from that and you didn't try and hide it. I mean, you drew yeah. yourself in your underwear, which is
0: awesome. <laughs> and also, it was fun to sort of simplify my tattoos because they're most of them are weird. <laughs> but to simplify, because what I was also thinking, you did get that manatee on there. Though. I did. There's uh, there's a meme that goes around sometimes where it's basically like uh, the very simple drawing of a figure front and back that I think you see a lot in like crime shows which is like showing where different injuries injuries were. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh put your tattoos as gifts on this and I didn't want to be that sort of I don't know, Da Vinci neutral non body. So
1: Yeah. I learned about that in my anatomy class a lot. Like they, the whole idea of the archetype, the, 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 this is the, um, you know, proportionate ideal, but you can't draw like that because it's never going to look human. And it's, you know, the, the idea of you measure when you're drawing a, a person like an actual person you are measuring their ratios to themselves you know Mm -hmm. and you're you're adjusting because everyone's so different and that's what makes people beautiful and interesting to draw like no one wants to draw like the perfect square human
0: (laughs) it's just not good it's not fun no because it's kind of like you could ask a computer to to do that Mm -hmm. Um, And then I I liked my uh, yarn dope peddler with the open with the open jacket. (laughs) Yes, that was good. (laughs) And then I just my my farewell zombie made me happy. And like I can go through these things. And actually, one that I'm really proud of was uh, one of the last days was catch. And Pontus was like, you should draw me. (laughs) So I did. And it was like a really, (laughs) really quick doodle sketch. And it was just funny to be like, hey, I think I captured him. So that was nice. I think you did. I know Pontus and (laughs) you totally did. So it was just it's like looking back at them. I can see some things that I would change. But mostly I'm like, it was fun to think of different ways to interpret a word. You should print out a little book, too. I should. Especially because we
1: both did it digitally.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Actually, I'm uh, definitely no. I'm now for sure doing We Draw Wednesdays. So I've just gotten some really interesting suggestions I might have to draw all of them, (laughs) for today. (laughs) Careful, it gets away from you.
1: It does. Oh, I bet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I could usually get like five or six in in a day when I have like, you know, over 30 requests. And it's (laughs) just like, oh, some of them are so good. I want to go back and try them anyway. But yeah, I think that this is like the perfect time to embrace We Draw Wednesday a little bit here because Inktober is over. We're all looking for something else to do. But I don't know about you, the idea of an every single day commitment thing after Inktober feels exhausting. Like I feel like, (laughs) okay, I finally have a break, but I still want to do a little something. Well, guess what? We draw on Wednesdays, right? That's how it works. So if it's Wednesday, you should draw something. You can get requests from your friends. You can use the hashtag. You can put in a request if you're not a person that's drawing and you just want someone to draw something for you. And anyone can go look at the hashtag either on Twitter or Instagram. I have a website up uh, <laughs> explaining everything. If anyone's interested in checking that out over at
0: WeDrawWednesdays.com.
1: Pretty cool. Super
0: easy. And I figured that also... Because I, I really like the prompt thing. Because I, sometimes I really, really feel like... I don't know if it was, this was just me, but a lot of kids have that, like, I want to draw something. What should I draw? Because it's just like your brain stands still. So it's really nice to yeah. have the prompts. But I would imagine also, like, if you just want to, you know, uh, prompt huh, or like remind yourself to to draw. Yeah, exactly. Going, oh, hey, it's Wednesday. You could, you know, or you could, you could borrow other people's prom- prompts if you're like, oh, my God, I also want to draw a morose banana. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, I'm going to, on the website, also put up some of the good prompts that I get from people weekly and put them up and see how other people might draw them too. And if you use the hashtag, we draw Wednesdays, especially on Instagram, and I would happily feature you on the Instagram page too. So I want to kind of encourage everyone and really start growing this community and I think that uh our make do audience can help do that because I know a lot of you did an in inktober in one way or another and we draw Wednesdays is a nice little uh way to keep it going but with only the commitment of once a week I mean you can even do one drawing on Wednesday no one <laughs> says you have to do like five or six or be drawing all day you don't have to do every Wednesday. One Wednesday, throw in requests. The next Wednesday, draw something. like it's, Or draw something from just your brain and no requests. It's just a way, very much like the Inktober idea of we just want to get people drawing and sketching and trying something. And it can just be a fun stick figure. But I just, I don't know. I'm really enthused about creating a art community like this, that's, that's just fun and happy and people interacting with each other in kind of this great little drawing way. I mean, even if you have a really specific request, like, please draw me, you know, and my sad cat or whatever, like, you know, someone might pick that up and be like, yes, I totally (laughs) want to pick one of your Instagram photos
0: of you and your sad cat and draw that.
1: It's Wednesday. So maybe you get a free drawing. That sounds pretty awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah uh, Doug Beal who is uh, Murder of Crows on Twitter. Doug's everywhere. uh, If you don't know Doug I don't (laughs) know why you don't know Doug. Just go find Doug. (laughs) Friend of the pod. uh, He posted uh, to us uh, I'm thinking of hashtag 100 days of draw of We Draw Wednesday. It would only be until 2021. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. So that's many many stacked uh, stack challenges. So if it's a Wednesday when you're listening to this, go ahead. And if not, you have something to look forward to in six days or fewer. Yeah. If
1: you follow me or or Julia, I'm sure you'll be coming across a couple We Draw Wednesdays hashtags and be like, hmm, what's that? I don't know what that is. And you can click <laughs> on it and find out.
0: So we mentioned at the top that this is like a, a cozy episode where we're catching up and being cozy. Uh, but basically the episode is about sort of cozy or I have easy crafts with sort of little, little imagined inverted commas because easy as in like simple, not super complicated, not super demanding Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's getting dark early. Uh, It's fall. (laughs) Yeah. Like all that stuff, like it's getting cold, it's getting, and I don't know. A lot of people find that your brain slows down a little. It's like, you know, as if we were bears, every process just (laughs) slows down. And you might just want to, you know, sit indoors with some candles uh, or whatever. Just like being cozy. But I know that's maybe not universal. Are you like a cozy, simple crafts kind of person? I do get cozy crafty sometimes.
1: I like watching old TV shows that I've seen a million times and just doing something completely different with it. And it's kind of nice to just get off the phone, you know, get off of social media and and get off of uh, all, all of that technology stuff. Like it's so easy to just sit there on your phone. And sometimes I just like to be like, you know what, I'm going to be doing needle felting and I'm going to stab this <laughs> little tiny ball of felt over and over and over again to make, I don't know, a penguin. But that's just, I, I like those little handcrafts, those, uh, the little busy work that you can kind of do and, and create something that's just kind of cute and fun and you don't have to think much about it. And honestly, like I was just saying, get off of uh technology and all that, but I found that with my iPad too. Uh, doodling on my iPad has become a cozy craft for me, but yeah, um, there are, I do. Yes. This is very much me. Although when I <laughs> knit, I only knit scarves that just go on forever.
0: So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I like that. I feel like busy work is a good term to bring up uh, because sometimes busy work means like it's unnecessary or it's pointless and I don't think it's necessarily that. But I feel like the kind of easy and simple crafts that I'm thinking of is it's not necessarily something where there's like an end goal or where you have to have like it doesn't have to be productive. It doesn't have to deliver a result Mm -hmm. like knitting for me. I mean, usually there is an end goal and end result. And it's something that I'm looking forward to having. but But the knitting itself is just like part of the knitting itself is the cozy craft like it sitting there. It doesn't necessarily matter how much I get done that evening in front of the TV or whatever. Like it's something nice to do with my hands. Because if you're doodling or you're like needle felting, and then it doesn't go the way you wanted it to. It's not like I don't want to say it doesn't matter but you know what I mean like it's not a big deal maybe is is sort of th- the concept that I'm looking for mm-hmm. do
1: you know yeah exactly there's no deadline there's no um anxiety related to finishing or completing or doing it perfect it's just the act of doing that's the pleasure
0: yeah and I'm also thinking of you know with with uh I think with pregnant women they call it nesting like when you want to make your your house cozy i guess like preparing <laughs> for and I feel like those kind of crafts like painting flower pots or you know like little sort of interior design interior decorating crafts Mm -hmm. that again like they're not important you're not preparing for a wedding or you're not you know you're just like hey maybe it would be nice to have a polka dot coaster so I'm going to paint some coasters and I just I really love when I just get those ideas or even I'm just like going through Pinterest or Instagram being like I just need to poke at something it doesn't matter what I just want to try a new craft or technique or material or i want to make something i like little friendship bracelets like nodding
1: (laughs) with the with the embroidery floss you know just be like (laughs) just doing
0: mindless stuff like
1: that so good i
0: have i've just discovered or rather um I got a tip from from a friend. For, it's really hilarious. They're called Scooby-Doo, but they're S-C-O-U and D-O-U at the end. But I keep getting the Scooby-Doo song in my head. So they're like, I think they're French or something, but they're um, sort of plastic strings, I guess, that you use to make sort of the, the knotted pattern bracelets oh, the, or keychains um, or whatever.
1: Oh, what did we call those? Lanyards?
0: Yeah, something like that. Um, but she told me that, they're great for and I've tried it they're awesome for uh when you take off for instance for a thumb or primarily like a sleeve on a sweater and you want to set it aside to come back to later mm-hmm. they're great for that because they're really flexible and they make it easy to try things on ah that's a good point so I, I got this like 100 pack from Amazon and I kind of want to make weird knitted braided like bracelets or lanyards or things yes <laughs> Cause I I feel no shame in being like perler beads, super fun. Not necessarily any point to them. Like yeah, okay, coasters or whatever. But it's just it's it's nice to you know hang out with people and talk or maybe listen to a podcast or or like you said, watching something that you watched before that is not super attention needing and just like mm-hmm. you know we we keep talking or I at least keep talking about you know there was nothing and now now there's something and to have that but like super low stakes. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I made a perler bead, uh, what do you call them, the square or whatever, that is a flower. Yay. Like, it's it's super, like, low-key, low-stakes, low-effort. You're just, like, playing in the best way, kind of. I feel like that's what I end up
1: doing with fountain pens. Like I just sit there and I just like make scribbles and doodles and I'll practice like a word over and over and over again, you know. But I'm watching TV and just hanging out. Uh, if you're talking about actually making something, I I like playing with sculpty. You know, that's pretty uh-huh. fun. That those are like, oh, I made a little tiny cactus with a happy face on it
0: out of sculpty. <laughs> what does what purpose does that serve? Nothing. It serves no purpose. But yeah, that's that's maybe actually like sometimes the the downfall or problem with a lot of these like cozy simple crafts is that you do like what do I do with I have made many tiny turtles I'm not going to wear 50 (laughs) different turtle earrings is there is it worth you know selling or giving away you're going to have all you know tons and tons of filled out coloring books but I still think it's worth it it's good
1: right yeah it's the because it's the act of making it it's not the end result because you do you end up with like so many doodads I mean especially like little needle felted things it's like how many little (laughs) needle felted creatures do I need but they're so cute and the little packages are so easy to buy and I just love sitting there and going
0: with (laughs) stabbing that little needle oh it's so good a lot of them do let you sort of get out certain aggressions or irritations. like Or like can- how many
1: tiny doilies do I need to use, like crochet with a tiny little microscopic crochet hook? I love doing that. That's, that's a good one too. But man, I don't want the results. I don't want any
0: of it. I just want to do it. If you want um, something kind of different. And I don't know if I dare say this on the podcast aloud, but if anyone has crochet doilies that they don't want anymore, I am starting to do a lot of uh doily decorated plates and bowls. Oh, hey. The, yeah. You need them to squish on. Right? I roll. Yeah. Like I make impressions in slabs and then I put them onto molds that I've made from other thrown bowls and they're actually really somebody was like you could grate garlic on this and I was like yeah you're right you could <laughs> but they're just they're really nice and I I find um doilies and stuff and like on you know flea markets so if you would like a custom <laughs> tiff bowl tiff, you can send it to me and I can send you back a bowl with your own doily in it I'll keep that in and mind. the doilies are reusable so it's not like they're not ruined it's it's because I'm not against the concept of mindfulness but I'm against how it becomes like A buzzword and something that you like, you try to hit people over the head with. Like, it's important too. But I feel like this is very much a, you know, be in the moment, let your body do a thing, let your eyes enjoy looking at that thing. Right. No, I was going to say embroidery too. That ends up being like
1: a cozy craft. But I've seen people take embroidery to levels of, Beautiful artistry too. So I got. I just wanted to say that a lot of these cozy crafts that you know we're casually mentioning here and there, there is uh, sh- there. Oh, there are levels definitely. Oh yeah, there are people who take a cozy craft to a level of immaculate artistry that I would never classify it as a cozy craft once it like passes a certain level, <laughs> you know. Like so, I don't. I don't want to diminish someone's um, their way of, of expression or their art
0: style if it happens to be you know um, needle felting or embroidery or beadwork, but but that's that's what it is about the sort of levels of of stake and ambition and and stakes yeah I have
1: no stake and no ambition and (laughs) just like doodling with my fingers
0: yeah there's you know I have different kinds of knitting for couch knitting or car knitting or social knitting and then there's certain maybe lace patterns where I'm just like I gotta lock myself in a room. Gotta make sure the temperature's perfect. It's gotta be <laughs> soundproofed. Like there's no way that I can do this in a cozy manner. Yeah. Uh, and and the same like with with Sculpey or whatever it might be. Like you can, like if you can see yourself going do 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 while you're doing it, cozy. If your tongue is out in you know the corner of your mouth, and and you forget you to eat. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. Lose track of time. I mean, certain level of cozy, I guess, but that's not a, a a cozy craft. Oh, cozy crafts! I eat while doing it, ruin everything. Like it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. About about food, would you consider baking a cozy craft? Oh, sure, absolutely. Both baking and decorating, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, there's
1: all parts of anything that can be. I mean, you could even be picking up like a guitar and just kind of meddling around with notes here and there, and just hanging out while you're even like watching something on TV. I find that to be essentially like. A cozy craft. It's a it's a craft, right? As in like a, a skill that you're doing, but in a cozy kind of hangout, low-key manner.
0: Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that there's a point to cultivating these? And I feel like maybe this sounds like a rhetorical question, but it's maybe not a given because I feel like it's maybe for us, it's easy to go like, oh, these are important and uh, fruitful and mindful and all of that. Do you think that it's something that people should try to find something that they want to do and like find the space for that. If they can. I think if you find a cozy craft and it starts
1: to become something that's more than just cozy, that's super beneficial and awesome. Or it could just stay a cozy craft. I think that that's a good way to find new things that you didn't think that you would ever like before. Uh, Even if you only end up ever liking it at that cozy level that's great. Um, it could also open up just new avenues or new ways for your hands to move or new ways for your brain to think. Uh, I think that there's always a useful side to all of this, even if it's not super apparent at first, or if, even if it's not your, your goal in the first place, I think that in general, this kind of stuff is helpful just for your soul or your psyche or your your calmness or developing a different skill or maybe even as a gateway a gateway craft right To <laughs> something else that you're going to eventually maybe this becomes your thing that like you start embroidering and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh I'm embroidering like masterpieces here and if this becomes like your job it, it could go anywhere or it could just stay with I'm gonna make flowers all day like that's totally great too
0: like the parallel to stop trying to monetize my hobby is like stop trying to make me take my hobby seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like
1: if I'm going to take it seriously, let it just happen, right? Like it's just going to happen. If I'm going to monetize my ho- hobby, let it just happen. Don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like, <sighs> stop trying to monetize my hobby.
0: I don't like being told to monetize things. It's like, let me figure <laughs> it out myself. <laughs> yeah, because I've, you know, I, I joke that I monetized my hobby because I wrote a book about knitting, but that's so not the same thing at all. It's just like I, I wrote about a hobby, but I am starting to maybe considering getting into designing and selling patterns. Oh, right. Because uh, I, I started improvising a pattern. I worked at a, a yarn fair. I shared part of a booth with and helped uh, an amazing yarn dyer who is a friend. Her name is um, Anna Strandberg from Dandelion Yarns. I'll, I'll link her in the show notes. And we were talking and she was because I was improvising this crop top and she was like, that's really cool. You you should share that. And I was talking about something else that I was working on. And she was like, OK, but you you should maybe try this because implied was you think of weird things, which I think she's mm-hmm. right. And also one of the luxuries that we talked about, because there's this discussion about size inclusivity in, in knitting and knitting patterns. And one thing that many designers talk about is it's hard to find test knitters of patterns in larger sizes, both because there are fewer knitters of larger sizes, but also like you have to invest a lot more time and yarn Mm -hmm. uh, into a much larger piece. Uh, And so you might not want to, you know, just test something that you're not entirely sure what it's going to be or what it's going to fit. But I am, you know, I'm I'm not... uh, a super plus size, but I'm one of the bigger sizes available. So I'll have it easier to, it's much easier to scale down than to scale up. So I'll already have one of the test pieces. But so now I'm thinking about like what it would take to work out the different sizes. I have a, a friend who's a really good uh, tech editor for knitting patterns. And, and, but I know that for designers, a lot of people get into that thing of like, everything you knit has to have a purpose because you want to have patterns to sell or you want to try something out. And I I kind of hope that I don't get to that level, even if it'd be amazing to just have this constant passive income of patterns that sell amazingly. But it would be fun to see other people in something that I thought up, you know? Well, the thing about monetizing your hobby, uh,
1: I'm not against it. I just want to say that because it's always like, stop (laughs) trying to monetize my hobby. There are there are hobbies that are wonderful to stay hobbies and you should feel proud and you you should you should feel fulfillment from them just being a hobby. Uh then if you do end up going towards the route of monetization then that's also a wonderful thing, but it doesn't have to become your job. Like if you are thinking about doing, you know, one or two off knitting patterns it you can just do one or two. You don't have to make it a business. Like I think that that that's another jump in like the mentality of oh I have this hobby I put a lot of hours into it and now I'm kind of good at it. Now I should probably make some money from it. But and then to make money from it I need a business and then I need lots of people to buy my things or to um, sell patterns or to teach classes. Like you don't need to make that jump so much. You can still keep your hobby and maybe release like one or two knitting patterns, like the ones that you're extra proud of and put them out there. I don't think it necessarily needs to make that jump into a business or you don't need to have that in like as the reach goal even out there at all. Like you could just kind of the thing that you're proud of, maybe put it out there because that's the (laughs) one that you're proud of. I feel like there's so many different levels to this art and creating and crafting that a lot of people who aren't in this world and who don't get the satisfaction from just making things and doing stuff like we do either make the jump of, oh, you're just fooling around or you have a serious business. There's no gray area. And really there's a gigantic gray area in these things that a lot of people find satisfaction in finding, you know, little drips and drabs
0: of, of all the different sides to it and also something that i realized as i was talking to to this friend to anna was that designing knitting patterns would actually in one way be amazing because i have all, you know all this imagination and weird ideas but they're not necessarily all things that i would want to wear like either mm-hmm. i don't think they would look good on me or they're not my style but they would be really fun to think up and knit and she was like no i only i only design things that i would want to wear and i know people are different like that but that would would Help me sort of broaden my hobby in that way, I guess, because the same way that I make su- some ceramics that I wouldn't use because they're not my style, mm-hmm. but I either think they're fun to make or I know that they will sell because people like them or people make custom orders. And it's kind of the same way. Like I can think this up and it'll be fun to make and it'll be fun to figure out the, the proportions or the three-dimensional weirdness of it. And then there is a purpose to it because I, I don't want to knit tons of cardigans. They're just going to sit and drawer, you know? Yeah, of course. But if I can make, think up cardigans that can become a pattern that other people, like I can see this person in my head, who's going to want to wear it. That's, that's great though. Right. Oh, absolutely. Cause
1: then it lets you stretch your, you're like, Hmm, it's almost like a little challenge. Like, can I do this? Will this work? Can I, you know, like, can I extend my skills to think about and encompass, uh, areas that, don't particularly pertain to me, the person, but to more the broader spectrum of everybody. I think that that's really cool.
0: Yeah. Do you have a a like a cozy craft or thing like that that you see people doing that you have on your wanna try list? Like I, I want to do macrame. Like I, and I, I know it's been really big for a while now, and that's probably why it's in my head. But <laughs> like doing that, the macrame knotting and like putting plants in it or putting. I don't know, glass balls or whatever. Making- I'm so
1: with you with the macrame. I have stuff like I've I got the supplies because you can't make anything unless you get the supplies. But and that kind of, you know, feeds the little supply bug that I have of must get the gear, right? I've been I've had macrame stuff sitting in my studio for I don't know, over a year now I got the driftwood pieces. I have the, the I have all I have it all. And I haven't. I haven't done any of it <laughs> do you want to do a video hangout and try to do macrame together Ooh, that sounds nice we could do that as like a little bonus member special too aha <laughs>
0: in the middle of the year we could oh weird depends see, on if we want it to be f- funny to watch us fail or if we'll do uh, the sa- i'm trying the to second monetize time. our podcast yeah. man <laughs> that's very smart that's very smart <laughs> yeah no it's it's I just, I think maybe sometimes it's also just a personality type. You want something in your hands Mm -hmm. and having a coloring book or yarn or needle felting is more fun than sitting and ripping up the, the, you know, the label on your, on your soda bottle or having a fidget spinner. I'm looking at my
1: craft Pinterest board here and looking at all the different things like dipping paintings. That sounds really cool. Like stuff that already exists or a lot of it is, um, oh, spray painting leaves. (laughs) There's all kinds of weird things out here. Oh, making like little stuffed animals out of your kid's old socks. There's so much random. Oh, look at these pom-pom trees. I forgot about these. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, DIY bottle brush tutorial.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's where maybe you need to find like a weird bric-a-brac store in (laughs) somewhere you live that you can just like, hey, I'm going to drop these off. You can give me a dollar each and then sell them for whatever you want. Well, what about, ooh, pom-pom little,
1: oh, they look like little flowers in a vase, but they're pom-poms. Okay. Or mosaic, (gasps) mosaic stuff. Oh, it could break up all the plates yes okay
0: okay i, I have mean, considered actually i want to do but that's i think that's not so much a cozy craft as it is uh a, a bigger long-term craft but I, paper i've been flowers. considering okay <laughs> been considering making like a mosaic table or something using some of my own cast-offs oh that's cool too yeah there's so many cool things maybe what about like holiday crafting specific
1: like picking a craft to be like okay this is how i'm gonna decorate this holiday
0: I feel like it's it's like a lot of different things for me. Holidays is more like, you know, I, I had a Halloween party for my birthday. And so I have some stuff that I already had and some stuff that I made later, like some paper things like I made. I cut out bats and then gave them yellow eyes and then I stuck them on the walls and I had yes. some decorations for for that. And then maybe you do some for Christmas. Maybe you have little, you know, knitted gnomes or elves or, you know, paper stuff or sc- oh, sculpy stuff or. Uh so I th- I think like for specific holidays it's probably more like all the crafts because I think you just turn into like a 5-year-old and <laughs> you're just like give me the glue and and you just go bananas and if you celebrate Christmas you know your tree is going to have just all the things. Oh
1: yeah. So so much good stuff. Garland. Yes. Oh, garland for every holiday
0: and season. Yeah, that's that's I actually I saw someone who made a really cute Christmas garland using sort of old uh, Christmas like uh, table runners or Christmas towels and things like things that either weren't in a condition to be used for what they were to be used for or just like there were too many. So she just just sort of cut out uh, pennants from them and sewed them into a garland. And I thought that was a really fun idea because you get can get like a vintage thing and you can have your maybe your family's stuff displayed without having to have 15 different tablecloths out in the living room. Have you ever quilted? I think I've made like a tiny quilt. I've actually it's on also on my to do List And I think it's it's like a maybe a gray area because it's a very, very cozy craft, but it is a little more like it, it, it requires more of like a time and space investment because you mm-hmm. need to like bring out your sewing. You could hand quilt, but like you, you need to sit down, you need to be able to finish some level of it, like getting a, a few pieces together or doing the special. Are you a quilter? Have you quilted? I really want to. I tried quilting and it was an absolute disaster
1: because I tried machine quilting and it just all slipped like it all went all crazy and it was bubbly and it was terrible I need to take like a class to figure out exactly what to do because I'm like I can sew so therefore I can quilt right like how hard is this and yeah turns out super hard so (laughs) I have to take a class and figure
0: out what I did wrong. Yeah, my, my big sister is a really good quilter. And my friend uh, Amanda, who I have the knitting podcast with also, she makes a lot of um, sort of little quilts for ki- people who, ha- who are having kids. There are some beautiful
1: modern quilt styles out there that I never even imagined. Because to me, at first in your brain, you're like, ah, quilting, it's, you know, it looks kind of dated and it looks kind of like old Victorian, which is a style. And if you love that, that's awesome. But to me, it was just always like, that's where I couldn't mentally make the jump. But man, there are some amazing modern quilts out there that just look absolutely
0: beautiful. And I love them. And there's also, I mean, just like the history of different quilts in different time periods and what they meant, like um, Amish quilts. I, I got a book for Christmas a few years ago that's called The Farmer's Wife 1930s Sampler Quilt. So it's letters from farm women during the Great Depression and then also many quilts from that period and like you can see like there's just yeah there's so much cool stuff about quilts we'll have to get back to that when either of us somehow manages to quilt or we'll invite someone on who's way smarter and and better and neater than we are this is such a cool art deco quilt oh my gosh okay tiff has gone bananas okay bye Uh, yeah i'll see you all later because i'm going
1: down quite the rabbit hole of craftiness Cozy craftiness. I'm
0: I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm so lost. please, please, please tell us your favorite cozy crafts. We'll try to link to. I don't know if we can link to all of the weird, random images that Tiff has been shouting into
1: the, the void of the podcast. But I'll share my craft. I'll go. Um, I'm on uh, Pinterest. It's my
0: craft board. Okay, awesome. Uh, but yeah, so we would love to hear about your you know best cozy crafts and the stuff that you want to try, and maybe if you want to join us for a, a macrame hangout. Um, I'm trying to think what the equivalent of stitch and bitch or knit and natter would be macrame and
1: mm. mac and snack.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Or mac and cheese and you can drink cheese, uh, drink wine and eat cheese. Mac and cheese. Oh, Anyway. All right.
1: You can go find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do. And we're make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also send us emails at make do pod at gmail.com. And you can find us individually at Tiffany Arment and at Julia Scott, S K O T T. And you can send us all your crafty ideas or show us pictures of things that you've been crafting or cozy crafts that you plan on doing. Or um, you could check out my crazy Pinterest board. I don't know. Anyway, we'll be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do and craft and quilt and uh, just make and do 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 and make (laughs) and and remember to put on your slippers oh slippers so important i can never find mine